Game wait, was wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Slow your roll. He asked you for $1,000 and won't tell you why? <laughs> no, because I really cared about him. I really liked him. Um, I thought he was about everything. So Yeah, if I really like someone, I, not, I need to know what they're doing with my $1,000. Like, I, I, I want to know he's not spending it on another girl or something. This is the plaintiff, Latia Blocker. She says her ex-boyfriend, the defendant, needed money, so she loaned him $1,000. Now he's giving her the runaround about paying her back. The guy's a con artist who's trying to take advantage of her, and that's not okay. She's suing for $1,000 for the return of her hard-earned cash. This is the defendant, Gregory Reese. He says the plaintiff gave him the thousand bucks as a gift while they were together, but is now mad at him because he has a new girlfriend. You can't turn a gift into a loan just like that, and he's not paying her a thing. He's accused of welching on a girlfriend's loan. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge, intelligent, very good-looking judge, Marilyn Millian's now presenting. I don't forget what I'm supposed to say. Litigants <laughs> <laughs> have been sworn. Thank you, Douglas. <laughs> All right, Ms. Blocker, you are suing your former um, squeeze, Mr. Reese, for $1,000 that you say he owes you and won't pay you. Tell me what happened. Well, I met the defendant on a dating app. and Which and dating app? Hard, um, POF. Okay. And so we hit it out really good. I mean, we had great conversations. I mean, it went really well until it started to get to, like, the middle of the relationship. And then he started to show signs of being, like, controlling a little bit, well, like, easily tempered, and, you know, and that was pretty much it. How long did you date? So, uh, um, we were dating for, like, nine months. Okay. Did you live together? No. Okay. So tell me about the $1,000. Okay, so... It was like um, probably like six months in our relationship that he asked me to give him a thousand dollars. He was like, "I'm using it for my personal personal reasons." I really didn't go into how he wanted the money, but I just gave wait, it to him because wait, I really wait, 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 slow it. down, slow your roll. He asked you for a thousand dollars and won't tell you why. <laughs> no, because I really cared about him. I really liked him. Um, I thought he was my everything. So yeah, if I really like someone, I not, I need to know what they're doing with my thousand dollars. Like, I, I, I want to know he's not spending it on another girl or something. I, I'd want to know. He probably was. He well, probably I, was. That's why one asks. But why, so you don't ask at all. You don't ask a single question. He doesn't tell you what it's for. He doesn't offer, you don't ask, um, or you ask he, and he, he won't tell you. He said that it was for, he's, <laughs> he said that it was for, like, some kind of, like, business purposes or whatever. And then I was like. I told him, I'm like, I didn't ask no questions. I was like, how do you want it? You know what I'm saying? He was like, that he wanted his L. And then he told me to leave a paper. So you have no idea what it's for, but you want to make sure you give it to him in the denominations of his preference. Yes. Do you not see what's wrong with that picture? (laughs) I know, I I know. But, you know, when you love somebody and you care about them and your heart... No, no, I've loved and cared about a lot of people. 
But my $1,000 is something else I love and care about, too. And apparently you do, too, because you're not letting it ride. You come to court to fight for it. So you care about your $1,000, too. So did you get a promissory note? Did you get him to write something, to to write a contract that says, I hereby promise I'm going to pay you back? Anything like that? No, right? Um, not at the time. No, okay, so you date him for I how long? Nine months? That, yeah, nine months. All right, and how often are you going out? Uh, surprisingly, we never went out. Like, we didn't, we didn't go out on our dates or nothing. It was just pre- pretty much conversation. Wait, like, was this all online? Talk, no, um, after, after we had talked initially online, um, then I gave my number, and then after that, we started talking, like, heavily. We had deep conversations about... You know, um, our did you ever see each other? And... Have you ever met him? Yeah, I met him. Okay. <laughs> so, did you go out on any dates with him in nine months? No, no. Um, I wouldn't consider this a date, but when he first came to my job, we had went out to lunch or whatever. But I don't consider that to be like no, like. The... <laughs> Can I ask I you a question? Like a when a man doesn't yes. take you out. Is that like a red flag to you that maybe, you know, he doesn't want to take you out? Like that? How's that a relationship? Just chit chatting on the phone? (laughs) Because at that time, um, our conversation was so deep. I really didn't see, I saw him as a good person, you know? And that's not, that's not my question. My question is, how do you even think you're in a relationship with a guy who won't go out with you? That's really my question. It's kind of basic. Yeah. Uh, how old are you? How old are you? How, how, I'm 34. Um, have the pickings been slim lately? COVID, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find an explanation. Because he's cute, but he ain't all that. Like, I'm not understanding how just his essence keep, not only keeps you around for nine months, but has you forking over $1,000 in the denominations of his choice. Like, like I said, he had great conversations, talked about everything. Um, you need a pen pal. <laughs> you need a pen pal, not a gigolo. Okay. Mr. Reese, what's going on? <clears throat> um, I don't know, Your Honor. Oh, yeah, um, you do. To be honest. No, I, I, I'm going to stay facts today. So we did meet on POF. Um, we did talk. What does time. POF stand for? Uh, plenty of fish, I believe. Plenty of fish. Okay. Plenty of fish. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so we exchange information. Liars! Uh, no, just talk. kidding, just kidding. There are plenty of fish. I take that back. We talk, Go ahead. We talk but like you, like you were just asking her, like, we, I never took her out on a date. I wasn't So what were you doing, sir? And, well, I was talking to her, and over the course of time, me learning about her and learning something about, learning about some of the issues that she's dealing with in her life, I understood the assignment, and it wasn't for me. So I tried to, like, was that before or after you up. hit her up for $1,000? This was before. However, I did So move you figure I, out I, she's I not for you, but you can't wait to fleece her of $1,000? Well, I was trying to... Is oh, that what you do on cases. Plenty of Fish? You find the lonely girl and then you, and then you extract the money from her? Nope. I know what it sounds like, but no. No, man. No? No, man. Why are no, you hitting nah. her up for $1,000? <laughs> Why don't you have your own 1000 mm. Well, I do work, but during that course of time, I was in the process of moving, so I was. What'd you need the thousand dollars for? Just for a little extra cushion. Oh, cushion. Just for a little extra cushion. Just for cushion. I, had, I don't even understand what that just, means. You wanted something in the bank. What, what does that mean? Just yeah, 
You don't. Well, you didn't even I have a specific moved. need for the thousand dollars, but you mooched it off her anyway. Uh, I mean, if that's what. I don't know how else to say it, but I mean, I asked for it. She gave it to me. I did tell her to document it that I would pay her back. Oh, like we had. Uh, well, then we what's this in your answer to the complaint saying that it was a gift? No, it wasn't a gift, man. I told her to document it. I'm just being, I'm speaking actual fashion, so. Yeah, I know. I, I had already figured out those facts because I'd already <laughs> read the text. I was really interested in why you were saying in your answer to the complaint that it was a gift. In fact, let me read the answer to the complaint. Let's you want to know why I said it was a gift, Your Honor? Because over the course of time, because I gave her my own personal deadline and when I would pay her back, and I didn't fall through on that. So over the course of time, she became frustrated as far as me not paying her back, but every time that we would talk and get into an argument, she would bring this whole thousand dollars up because there are text messages, which I don't have in my defense, that she told me to just keep the money. So, that so day, you feel that, that she converted she it to, to a gift? Money, when she told me to keep it, I don't want the money back, I left it alone. When, uh, can I ask you, well, I can't even say when did you stop dating because you never dated, but in December of 2021, a funny thing happens. Why don't you tell me about it, Mr. Reese? Oh, so uh, she popped up over here unannounced. Okay. She came to my crib unannounced. I was on my way out the door anyway. She followed me downstairs to my car, tried to block me from getting in my car. What is she saying to you? I had to go. She just asked me, oh, you have a girl in your house? You have a girl in your house? And I'm like, I'm living my life. I pay my own bills. Like, why? Oh, no, I you haven't have paid your own bills because this is one of your bills and, 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 and you're being sued for and, it. And, so and, you may be living your life. That we all know you're going to do. But I don't know that you're paying your bills, quote unquote, <clears> if this is one of them and you didn't pay them. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So she tells you, uh, you, do you have a girl in there, which is really weird, and what? The whole time, the whole time, she still has a husband she's living with. So I could never take her seriously. Okay, so, like, are you married, Ms. Blocker? Um, I'm married, but at the moment, I'm separating from my husband, and he knew that already. He knew that I was in the process of, like, leaving my husband. Okay, And Mr. that's when he started to still pursue me. Afterwards. But they are currently okay, I don't know how pursue. I don't know how much he pursued you. I, I, I don't think you were running. All right, Mr. Reese, answer my question. What yes, happened? Ma'am. She comes, and she blocks, and she says, uh, she blocks you your uh, exit with her body or her what? car? Well, she followed me downstairs outside to my car where I had to climb through my passenger seat to get into my driver's seat just to leave. Because what? She, why would she come to my house unannounced? No, I'm asking you, was she in her car blocking you? No, she was using her body to block me from getting in my car. Ah, okay. And what did she say? She just kept asking me, like, it wasn't about the $1,000. She did not come over to my house to approach me about the money that I owe her. She came over here asking me about who I have in my house at that time, on that day. And what'd you tell her? I told her I have somebody up there. Okay. And did she try to go up there? She, she actually came to my door. It's really not that hard to get into my building. Like, Can I so ask you, Ms. Blocker, what happened there? You want to give me your side? Well, like you stated, like you stated or whatever, um, I went to his crib or whatever, because he had did something to me that was 
really unforgivable. I don't want to go into it or whatever, but oh, I do. Um, I what did he done? He had said something we to you. No, we just had did some business together, you know, or whatever. And I felt like what he did was kind of like a little bit bogus, you know. Are and you talking about the thousand dollars or something else? Something else. No, nah, I want to know what is it. Huh. <laughs> um. I don't want to, I don't want to say the name of the business, but okay. it, it was something that, that me and him had went to, went to together or whatever. And he was helping me out and I actually gave him a, a person that needed something or whatever. And I thought the way he went about it was bogus. So I wanted answers. So that's why I went to his crib and I, I rung his doorbell. Um, and at that time he didn't like, he didn't answer. So a guy was coming out of the building. So I went up to his, to his door, I knocked on the door and I was like, come out, come out of the building right now, come out of your apartment right now. So he finally came out after a few knocks. He finally came out. Then he went downstairs. I followed him downstairs or whatever. What are you saying while like, you're following him downstairs? What are you saying? I'm like, why, why did you do this to me? Like, why? Like, you know, I thought that, you know, I was saying a lot of things in my head, like a lot of things like, why are you doing this to me? What happened and stuff like that. And he didn't, he, he didn't say anything. So he made me mad. <laughs> so, um, then, like he was saying, I went to his car or whatever. Oh. He did not climb through his passenger window to get to the car. He, he had fully access to get to his car. You know, I went around and I was like, like, I was trying to question him, like, what's going on? Like, what happened? And he still didn't want to talk. Right. He doesn't want to talk to you. He just wants your thousand dollars. You understand? Yeah. It's cruel, so, right? It's yeah. kind it's really, it's hard. But that's the cold, hard truth. And I need you to understand it in case you find yourself in this position again with a different man, with the next guy. You need to assess mm -hmm. whether the person is worth your effort, time, conversation, and grand. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. if he's just yeah. not that into you, that then he's like... just not that into you. Because, you know, know, there's plenty not. of fish in the sea. Move on. In the beginning part, he didn't say none of that. Like, he was... Well, I know. Like, in the beginning, that's how it works. They're mm -hmm. interested in us until they're not. And then they're not. And then it's obvious they're not. And no amount of money's going to change that, right? That's how it is. You're not special. This happens to all of us. You know, it happens, and then you'll do it to someone else where you're not all that interested in, you know, and that person's heartbroken. It's just a big merry-go-round of agony. But, you know, love is beautiful, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, complicated, and it's, it can be painful. So you just have to get... The, you have to accurately assess the situation in front of you and not attempt to buy somebody with the money because it's not going to be successful. Yeah, I learned my lesson, like, Judge, I really do. Like, I hope I so. I never... Yeah, and I cannot speak... Oh, yes, Mr. Reese, I live for the moment. No, but respectfully, though, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't signs. I told her clear cut on many different occasions that I, I, I've been trying to disassociate myself with her. And the only transaction that we ever oh, had was that just was makes her want you more. Dollars. She was just upset that because I had moved on with my life. No, she's upset. Had she had, that may be true. Everything you're saying is true. She does, she liked, she liked you but and she you wanted just... you to, to, to date her. She was still held out hope that after nine months you'd actually take her out on a date. But here's the thing. <laughs> I'm here about the grand, not about her silliness. Right. I, right. So, exactly. So, exactly. So how about you man up and maybe just to put good juju out in the earth, you don't do something like this again to somebody else. Because you basically took advantage of the fact that you knew she liked you. And she would be the one to loan you a thousand bucks that you were never going to pay back. Because that's why I'm here. Because you didn't pay it back. Right? So right. isn't that like kind of a really crappy I, I thing to do? But my thing is, I don't want any, I don't want her painting a picture of me like that. I'm Wait, I know. She's not painting. I'm she's doing the painting. About. I'm the Van Gogh right now. Let me explain oh. to you. 
here is what I see with my own eyeballs, never mind her, okay? I've given her a ration of grief over her behavior. Let's you and I talk now. You are a person who met a lady who really liked you. You didn't like her the way she liked you, okay? And then you ask her for $1,000, cause you can, cause she'll give it to you, cause she likes you. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is every little thing we can do to another human being and get away with, we needn't feel compelled to do to another human being just cause we can get away with it, right? It would be much more noble of you not to take a thousand bucks from somebody just because you can when you know she Man, likes you, wouldn't it? No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you just said. I had every intention to pay her back. And yeah, did you pay her five dollars? Just say that. But did you pay her five dollars back? Did you pay her twenty dollars? Did you pay her anything? No, right? No, and are you spending money on the but, new girl? But can can I say why I have? Yes, yeah, because she she told me there was a point in time where she told me that she said, "Hey, keep the money." That's when I left it alone. Because yeah. I was so fighting to get it. Here. Like that's at the that point in time when she when she when she landed. Yeah, that doesn't convert a loan to a gift. The question is, what was it when it was given to you? And we all know what it was when it was given to you because we see the text where you say, "Don't worry, this is your record of the fact that it's a loan, and I'm going to pay you back." Keep my text, <laughs> so we know it was a loan. I'm ordering uh, the defendant to pay the plaintiff one thousand dollars. Verdict for the plaintiff. Well, the outcome of this case, certainly no surprise. The, uh, the plaintiff is going to get the $1,000 back from the uh, defendant. Uh, Mr. Reese, let me ask you, what are you thinking right now? Uh, this is just one step closer. I'm glad that this is all going to be over with. Congratulations to the plaintiff. And she just did this because she knew this is the only time that she could see me. That's my statement. Don't you feel at all guilty about, you know, the judge called you a gigolo and a number of other things. I mean, you, you know, you, you come off rather poorly in this case. Mm, no, nah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, she she just fell for it. My vernacular is spectacular. I'm, I'm from East Oakland, so it, it, it's just in me. You feel me? So She fell for it, it, huh? Interesting it is term. what it is. She fell for it. It is what it is. It is what it is, sir. Ms. Blocker? He yeah. says you fell for it. How do you respond I to that? I didn't fell for anything. The thing about it is when you care about somebody and, and, you, and you like have your heart into it, you'll do anything for your spouse. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is I would never, never, ever trust a car artist ever again. Looks, it's not everything. It's all about what's in, on the inside. So I learned my lesson from this. I'm going to move on with my life and do what I got to do. I'm just happy I won. <laughs> I got all right. Money. Good for you. <laughs> Congratulations. You've won $1,000 back, and you've learned a lesson, a valuable lesson. All right. What do you think, Harvey? Well, Doug, look, I mean, this is a perfect example of what we've talked about for a long time, which is if you're in a dispute with somebody, or even before you get into a dispute, and you want to make sure you cement your rights, for example, in the case where you loan somebody money, you send them a text or an email saying, look, I was happy to loan you this money, and uh, please pay me back at the soonest time possible. That way, you have acknowledged it's a loan even before it becomes a dispute, and that protects your rights. Is it expected that your children all go to law school and become judges? Do you want them to follow in your footsteps? Yes. No. <laughs> no, like, uh, like any parent, I just want them to be happy and uh, support themselves. Right. That would be awesome if that happened one day. I mean, 
Um, but I want them to be happy and love what they do. I love what I do. You have, you've always loved what you've done. Absolutely. Um, what's the point if you I don't know. love what you do? But they don't have to be judges. Uh, no. In fact, in uh, fact, I would appreciate it if one of them didn't become a lawyer. Right now we right. have our eldest is graduating from law right. school. Our middle one is applying to law school. Right. And I'm hoping, you know, I, I was really hoping for a doctor just for no other reason, not right. prestige or, right. or, or, or anything else, just so someone would write my scripts without <laughs> going through a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> but no, other no, than no. that, no, it's, it's wow. whatever they want. So that's your dream. My dream is want to be a plumber. That yeah, exactly. Great. That would be even better. A plumber and an electrician. Oh that would be awesome. They you know? would just be so useful. A handyman. <laughs> <laughs> this is the plaintiff, John Spence. He says the defendant is his next-door neighbor from you know where. And one of his brothers ran his car into his fence, damaging it. He had his fence repaired. The untrustworthy defendant still owes him $431.41, and he wants it now. So he's suing, because the guy won't pay up. This is the defendant, Keenan Gooden. He says he had a guy all lined up to fix the fence, but his unfriendly neighbor went ahead and fixed it on his own for triple the amount, and he doesn't think that's fair. He's accused of not fencing in a neighbor. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the irresponsible defendant will not own up to his duties to repair and pay for a damaged fence that the defendant caused. But the defendant says that he had a guy lined up to fix the fence, but his impatient neighbor jumped the gun and had the fence fixed on his own. It's the case of please fence me in. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Spence, tell me what problem you're having here with your neighbor. I'd be happy to, Your Honor. Uh, the defendant, Keenan, and I were neighbors. We share a property line. On my side of that property line is a wooden fence that separates our two backyards. I believe you have a photo of that for reference. On the morning of the incident involving my fence, I was on my way down to water my tomatoes and get in my car. And as I approached my backyard, I could see my neighbor, Keenan. Now, this was my first uh, indication that something was amiss because normally I would not be able to see my neighbor, Keenan, because normally there's a fence that would obscure that view. But on this particular morning, I could see Keenan moving around. There was, a, there was a gap in the fence, maybe 18 to 24 inches wide. And uh, Okay, I hold on one that. second. Is this the gap? This is one of the panels that was removed. Ultimately, Your Honor, we ended up replacing this panel. Okay. So you can see um, the panel on the left, Your Honor, is uh, was swinging loose from that post, which allowed me to see into uh, into Keenan's property. Right. So this picture that I'm looking feet. at that you provided into evidence is taken from whose property? It's taken from my property, Your Honor. From your own property, and I am I am seeing these holes in the fence, and that was done how? When I approached the fence, it, it appeared that it was bowed towards me. It looked like uh, it had been struck from a vehicle on the other side. Did you ever take pictures from the other side? No. No, I never took pictures okay. and from... Did, uh, did, um, did Keenan ever say to you what had happened? Yeah. As I was inspecting the damage that morning, Keenan approached me from the other side, and he says, well, I guess I need to talk to you this morning. So okay. he indicated to me that uh, one of his brothers had rammed into the fence when he was moving his vehicle around in his driveway and it had uh it had struck the fence so at that point 
you know, we, we talked about it. No one was hurt. I said, well, we're going to have to have this fixed. And he agreed. I said, well, I've got a neighbor on the other side of me. His name is Willie. And Willie's a carpenter. I said, I would like to talk to Willie about going ahead and fixing this. And Keenan said, that's fine. He said, I'd like to take a shot at repairing it as well. I said, Keenan, are you a carpenter? And Keenan said, no, I'm not a carpenter. I said, or are you a fence installer? And he said, no, I'm not a fence installer. I said, Keenan, I would like this fence repaired to a condition similar to where it was before it was rammed by a vehicle. And he goes, well, I've got a guy who I think could take a look at it. I said, that's fine. He can, t- he can take a look at it. I'm willing to listen to uh, someone else's uh, bid or price on this. But in the meantime, I'm going to contact Willie. So I contact our other neighbor, Willie, on the other side of me, and I have Willie go over and uh, measure things up. And he tells me that he is uh, he's going to need two panels on this fence. Keenan wanted to just replace a couple of the pickets. But in Willie's opinion, as a carpenter, he felt like uh, since some of the rails were broken, these are the horizontal pieces of wood that the fence pickets attached to. They were, they were cracked. He said, we're going to need new panels. So he said he was going to go back the next day and he was going to measure things up and he was going to get a materials list put together. So, so the next day he goes over there and I called him that evening and I said, Hey, uh, Willie, how did it go? Do you have a materials list? I'm happy to advance you the, uh, the money for the materials. We can settle up on the labor afterwards. And Willie said, no, man, your, your neighbor, the other guy, he, uh, he sent me home. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, the angry guy with the glasses. He, uh, he told me he had somebody that was going to do it uh, cheaper. Actually, I think his, uh, his words were, El Vecino en Ojado con las gafas. So he said uh, he was going to send him home. And uh, I, said, I said, Willie, listen, it's my fence. It's on my property. Um, I get to choose who's going to repair this. I don't feel like you're going to charge me too much for this. I know you're going to do it right. I've seen some of the other work that you've done. So I would like you to go ahead and do it. And I said, don't worry about payment. Keenan and I have already talked about this. He said he's going to reimburse me for the damage to the fence. Oh, you skipped that part. Hold on. Keenan said he was going to reimburse you how much for the damage to the fence. He said he would reimburse me for what it paid, what it costs to get the fence done. At this point, we didn't. Okay, I I need to understand the exact discussions you had with him, because my understanding was that he wanted to do it on the cheap. And you said, no, I want a professional to do it. That's not an agreement. That's you exercising your right to have your fence fixed the way you want. I need to know what he agreed to. He nodded in agreement when I suggested that Willie do the work. He he nodded. And then we, we talked more about this afterwards, right? Willie looked at, at the job. He finished. Uh, okay, but when Willie measuring. goes out there, he literally tells him, uh, you know, uh, go away. I got a different guy to do it. That doesn't sound like he's in agreement with whatever Willie's going to quote. Sounds like he doesn't even want to hear Willie's quote. Your Honor, it, it changed. Willie, at one point, he was happy to have. So by the time Willie does the job, we are already very clear that Mr. Gooden wants to go on the cheap, right? Because it throws him off the property or whatever. He says, no, don't you know, don't do this. I got somebody else to do it. So we are clear before you commit to paying Willie and tell Willie, Willie, which is your property. I understand. Don't get me wrong, but we're not clear on that. We're not clear. Him asking Willie to leave wasn't evidence that he doesn't want to pay Willie prices, which are cheap, but that has nothing to do with it. He doesn't want to pay. It sounds to me pretty clear that he won't pay Willie prices. We had another conversation before Willie actually did the work. That's why we're not clear on it. And that conversation I called after Willie told me that he was sent home from the property, I called Keenan and I said, hey, Keenan, did you send my contractor home? 
And he said, yeah, I got another guy that's going to do it cheaper. I said, well, Keenan, it's my property. You guys uh, damaged the fence. I don't believe Willie's going to charge too much. It's my, it's my choice. It's on my property. It's my fence. So I would like to have Willie Dunn do the work. And Keenan said, well, doesn't the guy who's paying for it have anything to say about that? I said, absolutely. You can have some input, but the final decision on who's going to repair this thing is going to be my decision. And at that point, Keenan said, well, I guess I don't have much of a choice then. And he ended the phone call. Okay. Uh, let me hear from you, Mr. Gooden. What is it that happened? So uh, I was on vacation. I was on my way back from vacation. My brother uh, called me later on that day and he was like, hey, man, I was turning around in the driveway. I bumped into the fence when I turned around. I had a, I have a tight driveway in the back. He said, uh, I'll take it up with your neighbor. He said, I'll fix it. I said, that would be the right thing to do. I mean, as soon as you can get over here to talk to him, come over, talk to him. Um, he said, that's fine. He was over here the next day, but the same day that the fence incident happened, uh, we had a contractor that was the other side of me, which is my neighbor. Uh, he was doing contracting work over there. He was remodeling the inside of the house. I said, hey, man, do you mind coming over here, giving me a price on the fence? My brother hit the fence. He explained to me, he said, uh, you could replace the one panel, which would be about 60 bucks plus a bag of concrete to set the post in. And then uh, he said, roughly it'd be around 170. Where I said, well, let me talk to the neighbor. He had also had somebody come over and give him a price. I said, um, we should come to an agreement. Being the person who I am, I was like, I told John, I was like, I'd like to help out with the fence just because my brother's not supposed to be around here. I'm not a house, I'm not the house owner. And I told John, I was like, I'd like to help you take care of it if he doesn't step forward and be the man he, you know, he is. So did your brother step forward or no? My brother did. He uh, knocked on his door, talked to him, I guess. I didn't understand the whole thing from my brother, but John had told me that he had one money down at the casino that he gave him $200 or something down and then that he was going to pay the rest of the fence once they agreed upon a number. All right. Is your brother uh, here to testify? He is not. Okay. Where's your brother? I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't really communicate with him. That's why I told John, I, I didn't understand why he was here in the first place. What do you mean why he was here? You mean your brother? Why was your brother at your place? He pops up every now and okay, again. Okay, Mr. Spence, you sued both Keenan and his brother, correct? I believe the uh, co-defendant is his grandfather, the actual owner oh, of the property. Oh, the grandfather. So you never sued his brother? No, no. I sued I sued Keenan. Okay. Correct. Uh, the, and what Keenan says is, is somewhat accurate. There was a gentleman who approached my door and identified himself as Keenan's brother. And he said, I'm the guy who ran into your fence. And at this point, I had already talked to Keenan. And I said, he said, I was, I'm happy to pay for it. I said, okay, great. I said, do you have the money to pay for it? And at this point, I had, a, I had the bill put together. It was about $431. And uh, he said, no, I don't have the money today. I said, well, okay, well, I've already made a deal with your brother. When you have the money, go ahead and pay your brother, Keenan, and he and I can settle up. All right. Miss uh, Keenan, can you tell me, did you ever agree to $431.41? I did not. 
John. Did you ever tell him like he described a situation where you say to him, well, then I guess I have no choice is how did that conversation go down? Is that how it went down? That is not how it went down. How did Uh, it go down? He pled to me about, uh, he said, I told him, I, I said, I work for a living. You know, I make decent money. I said, I got no problem paying for it. He said, I want the neighbor Willie to do it. He said, I think that your guy is not able to do the job properly. And I said, John, I said, this guy does it for a living, you know. I said, at the end of the day, it's your decision, from my knowledge. You know, being young, I, I don't know much about the property, who has say. But I told John, I said, you know, I'd like to help, if anything possible, because that's the person I am. And he said... Uh, Mr. Spence, here, here's like, what I'm curious about. How is Mr. Gooden responsible in any way, shape, or form? Because he's not the one who hit it. It's his brother who hit it. Um, the person that you have to sue is the guy who actually damaged your fence, not the guy who steps up and says, oh, I'll help you out, you know, because I feel bad because my brother's a jerk or whatever it is, you know. So so I have to determine... Now, there's one exception sure. to that, and that is if someone says they're going to help you out, which is a promise, and you detrimentally rely upon the promise by going out and getting it fixed. So there's an element of that in this case because he is telling you that. The part I have to determine is how much did he commit to that. He says what he committed was, you know, at most the 170 his guy was saying to do. And you're saying, no, he committed to pay for Willie. Um, I mean, you can certainly get that difference from his brother, who's the actual party at fault. um, And he has to give you the information about where his brother lives and his brother's name. And, you know, because he's he uniquely has that information. Uh, He can't keep it from you. Um, but he's not the guy who actually hit the gate. Um, So unless you can prove... It's your word against his about what he agreed to. It sounds very reluctant. Uh, It doesn't sound like he said, sure, no problem. You go ahead, you hire Willie. In any way, shape, or form, he asks Willie to leave. He says, well, I guess I'm choiceless if you're telling me that's what I got to do. It isn't what he has to do. That's not him agreeing to pay the $400. I think there's... Your Honor, there's a couple elements there. For what it was going to, what he's suggesting that it was going to cost, the the main part of the repair was going to be resetting the three posts. And None of this matters to me. I I happen to think Willie's fees are imminently reasonable, so it's not a matter of that. It's some reason. Are you a lawyer? I'm not. No, ma'am. Okay. What do you do for a living? I'm a CEO of a tech startup. Okay. I, I, um, I used to say you smell like a lawyer because <laughs> you know when people sounded like lawyers, but I can't smell you guys anymore. <laughs> If he had said nothing, if he had said, you know, I'm, I'm not paying for anything, my brother wasn't even supposed to be here, you would get zero. Because he says, I'll help out, I'm going to do something, you get something. Because I find that you detrimentally relied upon his promise, and that came before you decided to fix the fence, so you get something. The debate we're having is business? what's the something? It has nothing to do with Willie's fees. I find Willie's fees to be super reasonable. The problem is he's not the guy who hit your fence, okay? So I have a question for you. Do you know the name and, 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 and phone number and address of the person who actually did the hitting? Because I know you spoke to him. Did you get his information, Mr. Spence? I did not. Okay, well, I'm going to no. order Mr. Gooden to give him, to give Mr. Spence the information on your brother 
because that's who he needs to sue. But I am also going to order that you, quote, help out with the fence. Because if you promise him that you're going to do something, then you at least have to do the something that I find you promised to do. I do not find that you promised and agreed willingly to cover the 431. So I'm going to order $170 that Mr. Gooden pay, Mr. Keenan Gooden, pay to Mr. Spence. And I'm also going to order you to give the rest of the information uh, about your brother so that he can collect the rest of the money from your brother because that's what should happen here. And you should collect the 170 from your brother because he's 100% responsible for everything that happened here. All right, good luck, folks. So the plaintiff is only going to get $170 from the, the uh, defendant because the defendant agreed to help out, but not because he was really the one responsible uh, to pay. Uh, Mr. Gooden, let me, let me ask you how you feel about what the judge just said. You, you, you agreed to pay something to help out. You okay with that, $170? bucks? i am more than okay with it, but I felt like he should have sued my brother instead of me. <laughs> Well, the, ju the judge agrees with you there. Yeah, I gather you and your brother don't communicate a lot. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> okay. All right, John, will you go ahead and sue his brother? Uh, I was hoping to wrap things up today. I was hoping to not have to pursue this thing. Uh, I'll have to think about that, but there's, there's, a, uh, there's a likelihood that I will pursue it with his brother. All righty. Well, you're getting $170. That's better than nothing. Anyway, okay. I might buy Keenan a gift. <laughs> All right. So congratulations, John. Thank you. Good luck to you. Okay, Harvey. So Doug, this is a really interesting case because the defendant was not responsible for the damage that the defendant's brother did. And that's because the brother is independent of the defendant. Now, if the brother were acting as the defendant's agent somehow, say he was driving material for the defendant, that might be a different case, but they're two separate people and the defendant isn't responsible for that damage. Judges, what's something about being a judge that you'd like people to understand? I think I'd like people to understand that if they want to succeed, they should keep it simple, okay? If you keep it simple, you're probably gonna have a much better chance of success. It's like that old uh, Mark Twain reference where he said, look, if I had had more time, I would have written a shorter letter, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's so true. I think those are the people who get their point across best, quickest, hardest, get in, get out, you're more likely to succeed. What about you? I'm, I'm stunned after having done this for the number of years that I've done it at how um, unprepared people are when they come to court. Like, I, I think that it's they their just, big day, their chance their big to, day. Uh, nah, I didn't bring the check. Nah, I didn't bring the contract. Nah, I don't, I don't think I needed that. I didn't know that would be on the test. I did, yeah, nobody told me right. to bring it. Um, right. You should go through your case step by step by step and imagine someone saying, you did not to each thing right. and then just bring the thing that right. someone's going to challenge, whether uh -huh. it's phone records, texts, the lease, whatever it is. You That's know? good advice. And the last thing I would leave people with is be respectful in court because somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. If you win, be a gracious winner. All right? Don't spike the ball. Don't spike the football air at the lectern in the middle of the courtroom and start dancing around. And if you lose, be respectful to the judge because he or she still has contempt power and can straighten you out if you are disrespectful and you start mouthing off before you get outside the courtroom door.